Hello, and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter, and I'm the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World, where mobile wallets are riding a wave of popularity thanks to the recent announcement that the Apple Wallet will soon support digital identity credentials, including driver's licenses. That's why, on today's episode, I am excited to welcome a mobile wallet expert to the podcast. Helmut Donzuckmuller, Vice President of Product Marketing at HID Global. In this long-form interview, Helmut and I take a look at the state of mobile wallets and how Apple's announcement stands to change our relationship to mobile technology. We go on to delve into a fascinating use case for mobile wallets, the university campus, where HID helps enable Apple Wallet functionality with student ID. This conversation touches on interoperability, standards, and some practical next steps for those of you wanting to prepare for the coming mobile ID wave. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to present my conversation with HID Global's Helmut Donzikmuller right here on the ID Talk podcast. Helmut, thank you for joining me today on ID Talk. Thank you, Peter. Nice for having me here. So I would like to talk about the current state of mobile wallets. Apple recently announced that it's enabling mobile IDs, and that includes driver's licenses in its wallet app. And my question is, how do you expect this to change consumers' relationships with their smartphones? Uh, Apple also said it will come with iOS 15 which is currently announced uh, in fall this year. So it will take some time. But coming back to your question, how will this change uh, user behavior or consumer behavior and relationships? Using the iPhone and having a wallet there, which formerly maybe just secured my credit card, now I'm using it to open the door, maybe storing a driver's license there, it's a great thing because you might forget your wallet, but usually people do not forget their phone when leaving the house. It brings customers, consumers, users of the iPhone into position to use it for an additional use case. So it broadens the offering. And this is, I think, where it will also change user behavior and this is the Apple, Apple effect you are aiming at. It mm -hmm. changes the perception of the users, how they deal with identity and what's behind an identity, how to protect it, how I, I'm able to use it and where do I use it and where do I share it. And we are heavily collaborating with Apple and many others in this standard making sure that this wallet will become seamless and the certificates which are used are having defined interfaces which guarantee a seamless user experience across different use cases. As you mentioned, this new Apple wallet functionality is not going to come into September. Um, the idea of these mobile IDs, they're still rolling out, but mobile wallets were already a popular technology before this announcement, and they were primarily associated with payments. You'd store your credit card information in there, use them for 
online and offline payments. With the shift toward touchless finance, how did the pandemic affect users' attitudes towards mobile payments? So first of all, I don't think that the mobile wallet has changed the user's attitude uh, a lot uh, by the pandemic. I would rather say the need for contactless payment, for example, has changed it. But when you think about contactless payment, you immediately would also think about security. And this is where the mobile wallet can contribute a lot and provides higher security and more convenience to the user. So it was the need of contactless interactivity, which then has raised a higher need for the mobile wallet, not the other way around. Now, you, uh, that, that kind of leads me to my next question. You already mentioned that this is part of a larger ecosystem. Uh, we're talking a lot about the, the wallet app, which is just the user-facing component of it. What are the components that go into enabling the full, secure, and convenient mobile wallet ecosystem for consumers and relying parties? There is the big ecosystem with an existing technology like payment, and we are just using it very naturally. And now Apple is starting to expand it, using it for ticketing, using it for events, for public transport, maybe using it for uh, driver's licenses as it, as it was announced on the 7th of July within the uh, Apple uh, announcement. But this is for me just, yeah, I would say another aspect of it. And many more will follow because everything, every process which needs an, uh, an identity will start using it and will therefore become more seamless for the user. So now I would, I'd like to sort of pivot here to talk about a specific use case that I know HID is involved with, and it has to do with student ID. How do student IDs work within the Apple wallet right now? And how does HID technology facilitate, facilitate this type of integration? What's really important is that we didn't start student IDs uh, with any wallet. Universities approached uh, HID and told us how clumsy the process and how expensive the process is equipping uh, students every year with cards, identity cards in form of plastic. And we then agreed, okay, let's do a project together. And we did it with the Arizona State University a few years ago. And at this time it was just a mobile credential stored on a phone. And it, it, it just worked. But at this time, uh, it, we had the challenge of draining a little bit of the battery power because we were always listening whether a reader is in proximity of the phone. And if that's the case, we had to activate the mobile credential. When using the wallet, we are no longer draining the battery because now it is up to the phone and to the phone operating system taking care of that. So student ID was long before the wallet, but using it in the wallet is easier and more efficient than it was before. And that's why I think this will change the business a little bit because it will extend the business and it will grow the business because the advantages becoming more and more 
when using the identity, not just as another data point on the phone, but having the identity protected by the operating system and no longer draining battery power because of the better energy management of the operating system in the context of the wallet. And I, and I'm, I'm going to ask you to maybe, I guess, do a little bit of future gazing here, but how do you see the recently announced Apple Wallet expansion affecting this student ID use case, if at all? It was a great promotion for the use case of having an identity in the phone. Because formally, I think it was more or less a thing for specialists trying to make the world better by equipping some students with some credentials. Now with the support of Apple and with the announcement of Apple, I don't know how many million people of millions of people were listening to that. And just remember, the announcement was made on a developers conference. This wasn't the conference uh, for the new products. So I do expect when iOS 15 is there, I think you can be sure seeing and listening and experiencing the next big thing by speaking more in public about that. And when Apple is doing that, this will create a lot of pull in the market. Students will request this opportunity or this way of having an identity from their universities. It's no longer universities introducing it to the students. I do think this might turn around and students will start requesting it from their universities. Did you know that the HID OmniKey readers and the HID iClass SE reader modules include Apple's enhanced contactless polling, also called ECP, to support credentials in Apple wallets? Users can securely store and use their credentials from their iPhones or Apple Watches to access physical and digital spaces and easily benefit from a wide range of services. Discover how HID Global and Apple Wallet can enhance your physical and digital spaces by visiting engage.hidglobal.com slash L slash extended access technologies dash education, or by clicking the link in the show notes on this episode. And now back to the podcast. the campus is a really interesting space for this kind of technology just because it a campus contains a whole bunch of different places it has labs it has retail restaurants um, it has transit all sorts of things classrooms and dormitories uh, and that that makes me think of interoperability and standards I would like to kind of go back to some of what you mentioned earlier what role do standards and interoperability play in this mobile wallet use case and other use cases, uh, especially considering the expanded functionality that we're discussing here? Yes, very simple. The standards are the facilitator of the use cases. And only when it works seamless, it will find the acceptance by the community, by the users, 
But on the other hand side, and that's very important, you can only excite your consumers, your customers, when you have a good product. And developing a good product is much easier on a standard. So you're not struggling around and fiddle around uh, and try to detect whether this bit needs to be at this side or not. No, there's a clear definition how the interfaces look like. There might be APIs in the market you can just use and integrate it into your application. And as soon as it becomes easy for integrators developing a solution, they can offer new use cases, new solutions to their customers, to the community, and every new application will enrich the value of it because of it, in, I'm talking about the wallet, and with every additional use case, the importance of the wallet will increase. And very simple, Apple is not doing it because uh, they would like, they only would like to make the world better. They are doing it because they see the need from the market, a need which was latent but was wasn't explicitly mentioned, and now since it is there they can increase their community by providing real value and being ahead of many others by offering the right things. And that's why I think it's perfect and standards is the only way of doing that. And I think this was exactly the intention of Apple when requesting the Zigbee Alliance to change its approach and now with the Connectivity Standards Alliance with the CSA, we are having the tools in our hands, not just having a wallet with a few standards and with a few interfaces defined. Now this CSA Alliance will, from my point of view, also determine how credentials need to look like and what are the interfaces behind. So the standards become already even bigger and having the Apple wallet with its standards, having the CSA is just a natural extension. And it's great seeing all those things coming together. It's just like having a picture and connecting the dots. And that's really great. I 100% agree with you about, about the greatness of that. Um, and, you know, we, we've spoken about finance and student ID, and you've mentioned uh, at the beginning of our conversation, um, boarding passes and travel. As we're talking about interoperability and expanding use cases and just the concept of a, mo of a mobile wallet, putting more documents and credentials in there, what are some other markets that you see as ready to integrate mobile wallet technology? To me, it seems like healthcare, uh, especially right now with vaccination records and enterprise applications really can't be far, far behind. Yes, absolutely. And I think you need to look at it from two different angles. The first one is, and I think you described it well, very, uh, described it very well with the campus. For me, the campus is a micro universe like the entire world where everything is in very small uh, place and you have everything there. You have the printing there, you're having maybe some restaurants there, you have whatever else uh, 
access to dorm rooms, whatever. So there might be additional extensions to the use cases on the university side. But on the other hand side, what the students are using and what the students are doing is nothing different to what we are doing on our daily life. We get up in the morning, but instead of going to the university, we are going into the office. We might use a car. Apple has announced the uh, partnership with BMW opening the, the cars. Or you might go with public transport. You have the ticket in your wallet. You are then there. You would like to get access to your building. Perfect, the wallet does it. So instead of just opening your dorm room, in the future, also very natural, these use cases will be extended to other things like getting access to the building, getting access to your office. And when going home, you might then start having the same experience at home as well by opening the door with your phone as I'm doing it also. So there are many things where I think on the one hand side, you extend the number of use cases by getting further applications into it, getting driver's licenses from additional US states, maybe ending up as currently there's a project in Germany ongoing, getting the personal governmental issued identity into your wallet as well. That's just extending the use cases. And on the other hand side, you're extending the addressable markets and the different users by not only aiming at the students, equipping everybody who is having a phone with the ability to apply his identities wherever it's necessary. So use cases on the one hand side and on the other hand side, the markets which are broadening. And I think, I, no, it's not infinite. Nothing is infinite when it comes to business, <laughs> of course not. But I think we are just at the very beginning and what we see today is, I would say just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more which will come in the future by extending the use cases and having different people using it. And maybe when two different target groups are using a certain module, there might be synergies in between them and they might then start collaborating with, a, with each other. So there are many things which are thinkable and I'm very sure we will be surprised what will come in the next two years or so. With HID Global's support of student IDs and Apple Wallet, students can seamlessly access their campus, use the university's libraries, buy their lunch at the cafeteria, print documents, make purchases, and much more all by simply placing their iPhones or Apple Watches near an HID OmniKey reader or an HID iClass SE reader module. Discover how HID Global and Apple Wallet can enhance your physical and digital spaces by visiting engage.hidglobal.com l slash extended access technologies education or by clicking the link in this episode's show notes. And now, back to the podcast.
Well, I mean, it's it's extremely exciting to think about all of these things. Um, you know, I've been working in this industry for you know a very very long time, and we've talked about these potentials, and now it really does seem like we're on the verge of a mobile ID, Apple Wallet, uh, mobile wallet wave that is actually going to come to fruition and start changing our life and lives in all of these very powerful ways. But of course, with any of these technologies, there's, you know, there's, there's the, the mobile wallet, and then there are also parallel technologies that need to be in place in order for us to use the use our mobile wallets again, like you said, for transit, what kinds of parallel technologies need to be need to be in place to support mobile IDs and digital wallets, so that they can meet that that full potential that you were you were alluding to at the end there. Mm -hmm. Peter, let's go back a little bit to the question from the uh, from before regarding mm -hmm. healthcare. In healthcare, we are having the challenge of protecting the identity identity of a person. And as usual in healthcare, I would say almost everything is private, what happens in healthcare uh, in the context of my own person. But it's not just keeping it secret on which disease, uh, which disease I'm having or which medicine I'm looking for. It's also that we need to protect certain vaccines, maybe certain drugs, and we need to manage and we need to control their usage. So healthcare is not just only protecting the patient and securing his privacy data. It's also the healthcare systems, the hospitals, the, uh, the pharmacies, protecting drugs and fulfilling legal obligations for controlled substances. So this is for me a very important extension of the business by making sure that when expanding to different use cases, also considering it's not just the individual, it is the backend also. It is the pharmacy protecting uh, drugs which need to be controlled, the controlled substances. And on the other hand side, what's also missing and where we have to be careful not forgetting about it. It is the entire backend system, all the cloud so solutions in behind. So if you look to a diagram, how many steps are needed when, for example, Apple Pay is, acti is activated to do a payment and to perform a payment. Users don't see it, but there's a lot with, which happens in the background. And when extending the use cases, we also need to be prepared being able to offer scalable solutions in the cloud, which are secure enough and which are scalable enough to be fast enough. And this requires, besides the phone, besides the reader as we are developing it, it also requires the backend systems and the solutions which are developed by our partners. And all the three things, the phone, the reader, and the backend systems, they need to work together, again, based on standards. And then I think it will be great, it will become a great success story.
I'm I'm glad that you brought up that there there can't be that that lag or latency in the user experience because that was one of the very first criticisms of Apple Pay when it was announced was how can it be more convenient than a credit card and and all of those backend systems that you're describing there that whole full ecosystem is exactly how it's become such a natural thing that we use so yeah, fantastic. Now, obviously, we're talking about a very big idea here. There are people listening to this podcast that might be wondering, well, what's the first step for my organization if I want to integrate mobile wallet functionality into my operations? Um, and what would that first step be? <laughs> the first step, I think those people already did the first step because they're excited and curious about the ideas and the use cases behind that. That's the first step. The second step might then look into look on our web page, get additional material from, from wherever you come from, because I'm quite sure when you're looking for integrated seamless solutions, you will end at the HRD webpage anyhow. And therefore I think our web page is designed and you will get all the information I, uh, you need but don't stop looking at HID. Look to the others as well, because the value of a solution only comes when you see the differences. So look to the others as well. Look to all the others which have, which have been announced by Apple. And I'm quite sure you will come back to us anyhow. Fantastic. Well, that kind of uh, re uh, leads into my last question here, which is how can listeners get in touch with you to learn more about the topic that we discussed today? Um, very simple. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, this podcast could be quite successful, so I do not want to publish my email address here directly. <laughs> Go to our webpage. There will be a link. Just click on it because this will help you regardless from where you come from, the US, uh, the APEC region, the Asian region, or maybe Europe or Latin America, whatever it will be. There is always a local guy, a local colleague of mine, and these people can help you as well. And I'm always in the background as well. Fantastic. Well, I'll be including that link in the show notes. So if you're listening, just uh, open your device and click on over for more. And uh, I think that's, that's just about everything. So Helmut, thank you so much. This has been a, a great conversation. I've learned a lot and I had a great time talking to you. Thank you, Peter. The pleasure was also on my side. And so concludes my conversation with Helmut Donzakmuller, Vice President of Product Marketing at HID Global. To learn more about the topics discussed in today's episode, please visit engage.hidglobal.com slash L slash extended access technologies dash education, which you will find in the show notes on your listening device. I would like to thank Helmut once again for joining me on today's episode. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast.